With working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? It's impossible to do it all, yet we're asked to each day. Listen to hear how one high-wire woman, Rosanna Berardi, stays on the high wire while managing a busy law firm, a consulting business, teaching at a law school, parenting her 14-year-old son, and maintaining a happy and healthy marriage. Let Rosanna show you how to make sense of your life and stay on that high wire. Hello, High Wire Woman, and welcome back to the High Wire Woman podcast. I'm Rosanna Berardi, and today I'm really happy to have a really fun and cool guest that I think you guys are going to absolutely love. Nika Lowry is joining us, and she's a functional nutrition, lifestyle practitioner, conscious living advocate, and founder and CEO of Health and Hustle LLC. I was looking through Nika's website and I was dying because she refers to herself as half classy and half hood. Yeah. (laughs) Says I'm like Princess Diana meets Post Malone. Those words speak to me and they speak to our (laughs) listeners because Nika is all about life is about taking the time you have seriously and not taking life too seriously. And, you know, like many of us and all of our listeners that struggle with healthy living and I have to go on a diet and I've, you know, gained 15 pounds during COVID. I thought Nika would be the perfect guest to have on the show today to talk to us about how we can simply transform our lives and why we're really making this so much harder than it needs to be. So welcome, Nika Lowry. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about who you are. I mean, I love the fact, I feel like I know you if you're Princess Diana meets Post Malone, but tell us more about you. (laughs) Yeah, so it's funny because I'm I'm pretty reserved, kind of a homebody, kind of that thing. But when I need to be, I can be big and full of energy and and a real extrovert if I need to be. But by nature, I'm really an introvert. And so I think that's kind of where, you know, I have this this normal kind of humble, quiet life. I guess that's the more Princess Diana, though Mm -hmm. she didn't have the normal life. But And then I'm also covered in tattoos. I know it's a podcast, but you can't see it. But, you know, I'm I'm covered in tattoos. I worked in the music industry for a long time. And so I just have this connection to Post Malone and like that kind of fun, fun. be yourself energy too. And so it's kind of how I found that, that mix. So, you know, friends used to always tell me you're half classy, half hood. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So that's kind of where I found that. It's a great combination. So what do you do in your daily life? Tell us about functional nutrition. Tell us about, you know, what you do to pass your time during the day. Yeah. So I do a kind of a mixture of things. The biggest thing I do is working with clients on kind of health and wellness. And when it really comes to conscious living, what that really means is looking at how we can change our, our daily activities or behaviors to one, kind of live a healthier lifestyle, but also do things that are really beneficial for the planet and make sure that we're doing what we can, our part to kind of help keep the world healthy and combat climate change and all those kind of things. And so that's kind of conscious living in a, in a short little description, but really it's working mostly with people on diet and nutrition and lifestyle and really figuring out how to approach living a healthy lifestyle without having to do the roller coaster of constantly dieting or, you know, gaining weight, losing weight or getting healthy, feeling sick, and kind of that back and forth, but instead really change behaviors and habits so that they can maintain the positive changes that they have achieved for a lifetime. So more lifestyle behavioral stuff, which I really think is the root of the solution. I'm sure you've noticed being in the industry, 
that all the diet companies, the traditional ones, are not wanting to call themselves diets anymore. Like Weight Watchers is not, they call themselves WW, right? Like they don't even want to say the word weight in their name any longer. Yeah. And they've really transitioned to, you know, changing your behaviors and changing your habits. And they, they really kind of focus on that more lifestyle type thing, opposed to just saying, count your calories and eat specific food. And I think the reason you see a lot of those changes happening in the industry is that, that the research is really starting to show counting calories doesn't work. Dieting doesn't work. What really works is eating whole, nutritious, healthy food. And then figuring out how to lower your stress and anxiety that you're facing from the daily hustle, because mm-hmm. it's crazy, especially for us working moms, it's a lot of pressure. And so figuring out how to incorporate other healthy habits into our life on a daily basis in order to kind of manage and maintain. And so all the research is really coming out, starting to show like, these are the things that actually work opposed to these quick fixes that we've been sold for decades now. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm probably your perfect case study. Like I know what to do, right? Mm -hmm. I know that I should eat healthy food, not eat cake. Like I want to 24 hours a day. Yeah, (laughs) I know I should drink water. I know I should move. And I can do some of those things, but I can't seem to do all of them. Like, where is the obstacle? What are we doing wrong? Because surely it's not just me. There's lots of people right now, especially post-COVID, feeling really crummy about themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's across the board. We all are going to struggle with this. And and it kind of comes in waves. You know, sometimes we feel better about ourselves and sometimes we're really struggling. And The first thing I want to say is that's normal and you're not alone and that, you know, there's so many of us struggling like that and that's okay. The thing to start to understand, it really is, is two prongs here. One is that you got to stop having that negative self-talk and being so hard on yourself when you are struggling, because all that does is hold you back or make you feel stuck. And it's really hard to make positive changes when you feel unhealthy and you feel stuck in a bad situation. So it's really working on that mindset of reassessing how you're thinking about your situation and how you're thinking about yourself and your body and trying to shift to a more positive outlook or a shift to a more positive perspective. The other side of that is understanding that making these changes is not necessarily about willpower. What it really is, is about habit and routine. We are creatures of routine or creatures of daily habits. That's where we function, you know, at our best. And so instead of feeling like I don't have the willpower, I suck, I'm not good enough at this, I can't stick to this, like it's not that. What it is is learning how to incorporate those things into your daily routine. And so, you know, you want to start small. An example is drinking more water. Well, a simple thing you can do is have a glass of water on your nightstand. And the first thing you do in the morning is just drink that glass of water. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing you do. Do that for a month and get that into your daily routine. Make that something that you just do without even thinking about it. And then find something else that you want to incorporate. Maybe it's, you know, a five minute mindfulness moment in the afternoon, like I like to do it around like 5.30 or 6, like Mm -hmm. you you finish your day for work, you get home through traffic and all that stuff, or even working from home through all of COVID, it's still stressful. You've been staring at the screen all day. Take five, 10 minutes to just sit quietly. Um, Sometimes I lay on my bed and just close my eyes and rest. 
people make fun of me, but sometimes I sit in my closet. I have a little <laughs> chair in my closet and I, I love sit there. It. And the reason I do it is because it's quiet and I can close the door and nobody right. bothers me and my phone's not, there's no distraction. And so right. I can just sit there. Even just five minutes can completely change your chemistry within your body. All your hormones can change. That constant kind of running through your head of different thoughts of things you have to do that's kind of bringing stress and anxiety, mm-hmm. those can subside. And so those little tiny things can make a really big difference. It's just deciding that you're going to start incorporating those things and making that a habit. So those are the big things that are sometimes overlooked or the little things really that are sometimes overlooked that really make a big difference. Yeah, because most of the time when you hear someone like, oh, I'm going to lose weight, I'm I'm not going to eat carbs, I'm not going to eat dairy, I'm never going to have a glass of wine again. It's very extreme mm-hmm. and, you know, you can do it for a couple of days or maybe even a couple of weeks, but invariably there's always that boomerang that comes back to you because exactly. it's just not sustainable. And you're right. We are creatures of habit. I am Italian and grew up in an Italian household where food is everything. Yeah. You know, that is how we express our love. We give people food and that's cultural. It's ingrained in me since I was yeah. born and my mother, God bless her soul, could not drink a cup of coffee without having a little, she called it a goodie next to it, like a piece (laughs) of cake or a cookie or a brownie. And so I find myself doing that. And part of me loves that because she's gone, she's passed away. And I feel like that's a tradition, but you know, it doesn't have to be a tradition every day. Well, yeah. And the other thing is that, so those traditions are really important. That, That connection to community, that connection to family I mean, that is a health thing right there. When you think about, there's these places called the blue zones around the world. And these blue zones are areas where people live or have a a longer lifespan than the rest of the cultures around them. So Mm -hmm. Loma Linda in California is an example of one here in the States. And the average lifespan, I think, is around 100 there. And so you think about the average lifespan for most Americans is like 70 to 80. So these people are living a lot longer. A big part of their, you know, when they've gone in and and looked at these people and done research is they have a community connection. They're connected Mm -hmm. to each other. They stick to their traditions. It's a very big part of their daily activities. And so those traditions and connections are really, really important. But what you can do is look at how you approach those traditions in a healthier, and I'm doing air quotes about healthier, Mm -hmm. a healthier way. So thinking about Italian tradition, you think about pastas come to mind, you know, (laughs) lasagna, like that real, like just rich, delicious Mm -hmm. food. Well, think about how you might be able to switch that out. Maybe you do, instead of spaghetti, you do zoodles. So um, zucchini noodles, which, you know, it's a little funky the first time, but then they're really good. They're really, really good. And so you can still have that tradition of Mm -hmm. pasta, but with a healthier alternative. You can find cheeses that are, um, you know, full of nutrients and really good. Ideally, they would come from like grass-fed cows. And the reason I say that is because they're going to have less of the the hormones and the antibiotics Mm. and all these things that are pumped into the cows, but also they're going to have more nutrients. They'll have more omega-3s in them, those kind of things. And Mm -hmm. so when you start to look at what's actually in our food, if you can replace some of the maybe less healthy foods with more nutrient options, you can keep those traditions, just mm-hmm. have them as a healthier, approach them in a healthier way. Right. 
So when you're talking to clients and women, like, what are you seeing? Like, what's the common denominator? Like, what is getting us stuck? I don't think it's a lack of knowledge. I feel like people are pretty knowledgeable these days. I mean, it's hard not to be, right? We're inundated with every type of message you can think of. So where are people stuck? You know, the biggest thing I see, you're absolutely correct. Like, the knowledge is out there. There's less I see about like the knowledge about what's actually in our food. That's one thing that I really try to focus on with our clients is helping them understand the type of toxins and chemicals and stuff that have been put into our food. You know, I actually saw a really funny meme this morning of Ryan Gosling looking all angry faced in a grocery store. And the meme was, this is what it feels like to go into a grocery store and know that all the food they're feeding us is toxic and full of chemicals. (laughs) So it was really funny because that's totally how I feel when I go to the grocery store anymore. So actually understanding what's in our food, that's one place that I would love people to learn more about. But in general, I think you're absolutely correct. You know, we know move our bodies, eat healthy, sleep well, drink water, you know, those kind of things. And those really are the basics to health. But the place where people really get stuck is they're exhausted and overwhelmed and they feel like making a healthy meal is like one more thing they have to do. Or going to the gym or getting up and exercising is one more thing they have to do. And so what really I help people do is kind of change their priorities and really make the the conscious decision to put their own health first. And that can be a really hard process to go through because we've been just ingrained in us to, you know, career and business is a priority and it's Mm -hmm. part of our status symbol in the community. You know, taking care of our children as moms is like the number one priority, right? Like we're always going to put our kids first. And, And so it really is helping to work with the clients to understand that there really is something to putting on your oxygen mask first. There mm-hmm. really is truth behind you are a better mom. You're a better partner to your spouse. You're better in your career and your daily work activities when you're healthy and strong and fit. And so deciding to make those things a priority and then figuring out how to build your schedule around those priorities. That's really the biggest thing is incorporating those things into your daily activities daily activities and schedule. Yeah. Cause you know, we all fall into the trap of, Oh, I'm so busy. And I've talked extensively on my podcast about the busy badge. We wear it like a pride, you know, an honor. We're so busy. Okay. The person that's the busiest will win. Right. And you're right. We all just sit on our phones at night. Say, oh, I don't have time. I, you know, I, I should work out, but I don't because we have been trained that being a mom and a working mom is an act of selflessness, right? Mm -hmm. It's giving up everything about yourself and putting your family's needs first or your career's needs first and forgetting about us. And I was listening to a podcast by Glennon Doyle yesterday and, and she was talking about this and she said, you know, look at the Mother's Day cards. Like the Mother's Day cards are like, mom, thank you for giving everything up for me, right? And you're like, God, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. No person should have to live under that expectation. And I think a lot of us struggle with that because we want to be that picture perfect mom that does everything for our child, but we also struggle with losing ourselves in that moment. And I know I don't want to give up who I am. Like I love right. my daughter, I would die for my daughter, but I also still want to be me and figuring yeah. out how to balance that is 
a mind game in its own, let alone managing your energy and, you know, physical output and stuff. And so, yeah, I think it's really deciding these are my, my personal expectations for myself and being okay with setting boundaries around making your health and wellness a priority so that you can be there for your child's whole life and be there for your grandbabies and have that connection with them. And, you know, and it really is, you can be a better mother and a better parent when you feel good and you Mm -hmm. feel healthy and you feel strong. And so it's a bonus to your children as well to take care of yourself. Yeah. And we all hide behind, oh, we're so busy. But, you know, when we look at our screen time on our phones, it will often tell us otherwise, right? Yeah. And honestly, if you can give me 30 minutes a day, most of us have spent 10, 15, 20 minutes looking at Instagram or, you know, watching some silly TV show that doesn't matter about anything. You know, if you can give me 30 minutes a day, you can change your health and your entire lifestyle. It's not you don't have to spend an hour and a half at the gym every other day. You don't right. have to spend an hour every day cooking a healthy meal. Like it really can be, you know, take 15 minutes a day to just do some yoga and move your body, yeah. go for a brisk walk, 15 minutes to just get your blood flowing. Like it doesn't have to be these long drawn out things. Right. I mean, 30 minutes is doable. And, you know, before this interview today, I had, I have a weekly Tuesday conference call and it's usually an hour long. And usually I just check my emails while I'm listening and stuff. But today I decided I have little hand weights in my office. They're only three pounds each. So, you know, I just did some reps with them. I did maybe four sets of 10 squats, you know, holding the weight. And I'm like, well, at least I'm moving and getting some blood flow. And invariably you feel better because I mean, we all sit way too much, but it's thinking like that, right? It's finding the little time of, I can do this for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and then do that three times a day and you're good, right? Yeah. So, you know, simple things like repetitive, like weight training, like you often, women are so concerned about doing weight training because they don't want to like bulk up and look like a bodybuilder. Right. But the reality is like, you're never going to get to that point (laughs) unless you make it your career and you're in the gym and likely you're taking steroids. Yeah. Like it is a serious commitment to look that way. But doing muscle training, like weight training is really, really important because Using your muscles burns more energy in your body. It burns more glucose. And and what happens is that when that starts working in your body correctly, you actually end up burning more fat. Your body takes the fat that's in storage and moves it in into the process where you can actually burn it and use it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, doing just simple weightlifting like that is really important. If you can just do 10 reps a day, you know, and then do bodyweight squats and things like that, just Mm -hmm. a couple a day, it'll start changing your metabolism and your Mm -hmm. body will start burning more energy. And so it really goes back to, it doesn't have to be these hard, crazy things. It can be simple little things that you do throughout the day. Take five minutes here and five minutes there and 10 minutes there. If you can do all these things, you're looking at half an hour, 45 minutes a day. And when I say half an hour, that's like eating healthy, that's drinking your water, right. that's moving your body all combined. It doesn't have to be a whole day of activities. So tell me about being a digital minimalist. Tell me yeah. about putting <laughs> that phone down and turning off social media. 
of all the things I've ever done in my life, other than like have my child, this is the best thing I've ever done. So I do have Instagram on my phone. The only reason I have Instagram is so that I, you know, can post pictures here and there. I very rarely actually scroll through it. Every once in a while, when I legit have just time that I'm Mm -hmm. just bored and hanging out. Otherwise, I really don't play or go on the phone. And what I really is, I did this several years ago. I deleted all of the apps off my phone. I actually closed down my personal Facebook. So I have like business pages and stuff that I post things. But I closed down my personal page so that I wouldn't scroll through it. And a couple of things I realized doing this, I first just tried to do it for, for a week or so. And I will tell you the first few weeks, it's really hard. It's hard because you, you're so accustomed to going to it. And right. so you have to remove that habit from your repertoire. But once you start doing it, you start to realize that one, you have a lot of more time to do other things. So I read more, I get to do school and classes and learn more. That's really mm-hmm. interesting to me. I'm more focused when I'm with my child. I actually pay attention to her opposed to like, uh-huh, hold on. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at, you know, and so you're more attentive and that's same with my relationships with my fiance or mm-hmm. my friends, those kind of things. And so that really matters. But biggest thing that I found removing that is my self-confidence went up. Mm. I stopped comparing myself to yeah. people that were either maybe further along in their career or friends of mine that I had, you know, 20 years ago that I haven't talked to that I don't really care what they're up to, but you know, they I had know. a nicer house than I did or something like that. And, you know, those things arbitrary, they don't matter in the grand scheme of thing, but when they're shoved in your face every day, all the time, it's ingrained in you that it does matter. Mm-hmm. And so becoming a digital minimalist really changed my mental health more than anything else. And so I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, that's really powerful. I've gone in spurts of deleting apps from my phone and I'm I'm ready to delete the Facebook app because I find like I'm knee jerking looking at it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll look at my email and then I quickly go on Facebook and it's like, why am I doing that? There's little to no value. Actually, mm-hmm. I would argue there's no value. Yeah. I'm not think- getting enriched in any way, shape or form. And you're right, especially on Instagram, no one's posting pictures of their dirty dishes, right? No one's posting... Right the argument they had with their spouse that morning, like everything looks good. And then it makes you feel like, oh, well, everyone's got it together except me. Yeah. And the reality is nobody has it together. (laughs) Right. Like we're all a big hot mess. We're all figuring it out. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then the other thing I would say is that if you choose to keep one, like I have kept Instagram and like I said, occasionally I'll go for it. Mm -hmm. But, But what I did is I turned off all the notifications on my phone. So the only actual notifications I get, I have three. I have AP news, just so kind of I have an idea of what's going on before something happens. I have my cell phone if somebody calls me, the Mm -hmm. ring, and then I have text messages. I don't even have email notifications. I don't even get the red dot for emails anymore. I turn off all notifications because it it sucks your attention away from whatever you're doing. And then you end up trying to like multitask, like you're trying to work on something, but then notification comes, you want to check that and all those things. So turning off those notifications... The other thing is that if you do keep an app, say Instagram or Facebook, really be particular about who you follow. So on Instagram, Mm -hmm. I actually, I used to follow like 3000 people or something like that. I went through and hand deleted all of them and only follow the people that make me feel really good about life or myself. And so it's like an educational thing. Like 
I follow people who are posting interesting things about health and wellness Mm -hmm. where I can learn something new or beautiful pictures of traveling. So I can maybe find a place that I might want to go visit. Something that makes me feel excited and uplifted. So I don't follow any other, you know, if anything ever makes me feel like, like that, I'll unfollow the person, whatever the account is. And that's a really good idea. So tell us more about the services you provide. I see on your website, natural health for the modern hustle. Tell us if I signed up today for a consultation with you, what would that look like? Yeah. So if each person is really unique and so I really focus on bioindividuality. And so what that is, is really looking at Whoever's going to come to me is going to have different needs and different goals and different kind of hopes and dreams about their health and wellness. And so, you know, I work with some people who have autoimmune issues. I work with some people who want to lose weight. I work with some people who are trying to overcome trauma, kind of the whole perspective. And so each person's going to be different. But what happens when you come for a consultation is we sit down and we talk and we figure out your specific needs and your specific health goals. And then we work backwards. So when I say work backwards, we really look at what's going inside, going on inside your body. So that's really what functional medicine is about, is what's going on inside of there. Instead Mm -hmm. of just giving you a pill to manage a symptom, it's really about getting to the root cause of, you know, whatever's causing that symptom and how can we address that issue to fix that issue. And so depending on that person, we, you know, we either do some testing and figure out what might be going on and work backwards from there. Or if it's looking at losing weight and they want to change their habits, we work on behavior Mm -hmm. change and and lifestyle habits. And so it's hard to kind of give a blanketed answer because it really is different for each person. But what we really do is deep dive into the issues that they are facing. And then we work backwards and figure out how to solve those problems and treat those diseases or issues they're facing. And that's such the opposite of really what Western medicine does, right? Like I'm sure you can relate to this. If I go to the doctor with any type of ailment and they can't figure it out immediately, I'm told the same thing. Oh, it's stress. Oh, you're a lawyer. Oh, and you're you're a mom. Oh, it's stress. Have you thought of taking maybe an anti-anxiety or antidepressant? Yeah. And You know, people wonder why there's like a a drug epidemic in America, but if you don't have something glaringly obvious, like your gallbladder exploding or appendix exploding, I mean, the first thing is the prescription pad, right? Like what can we give you to make you go away? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, I think there is a definite place for Western medicine. I think it's giving us a lot of tools and resources. You know, if we get in a car accident, I'm going to go get a surgeon to help you put put back together. Right. right? But when it comes to chronic disease, 99% of the time, a chronic disease is related to some type of inflammation that's happening in your body. And you need to find out why that inflammation is happening. It can be a whole plethora of things. It can be you have a sensitivity to a type of food like dairy or gluten or or nuts or something, you know, and people don't have to have these full-blown allergic reactions to still have a pretty severe sensitivity to food. Mm -hmm. It could be a gut lining issue. And so you have permeability in your gut and you have leaky gut, which then allows unprocessed food particles pass into your bloodstream and your antibodies are attacking those food Mm -hmm. particles. And that can cause inflammation. You could have metal toxicity or mold toxicity is really common, especially in places that are are humid. 
Um, you could have a pathogen that you've, you've got from something you ate or somewhere you've traveled to that can cause inflammation. And so there's a whole number of things that can be happening in your body. And the idea is like, let's figure out what is actually going on so we can fix that problem opposed to just giving you a pill that, you know, the problem is going to keep happening. The pill is just going to make the symptoms a little bit less for a while until Mm -hmm. it really continues to grow and your body can't manage it at all anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. So listeners, I mean, Nika is not someone that's just a self-proclaimed life coach. She has a double major in psychology and strategic communications from the University of New Mexico and has a ton of certifications in functional medicine, behavior change, health coaching, fitness, nutrition. These are all things that are critical because there's so many people out there that are like, oh, hire me and, you know, I'll change your world. I'm like, well, how are you qualified to do this? And certainly qualified and certainly experienced in all realms of, of healthy living. So if our listeners wanted to work with you, get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, so they can either find me on my personal website, which is nikalori.com. That's N-I-K-A-L-A-W-R-I-E.com. Or they can go to my company website. It's healthandhustle.co, healthandhustle.co. And I offer a free 30-minute consultation. So there's no commitment. If people want to just come talk to me mm-hmm. and ask some questions and see if we're the right fit, come see me. There's no issue. And if we're not the right fit, I can help point you in the right direction to somebody who might be as well. So that's healthandhustle.co and listeners will have that in our show notes. So Nika, leave us with some wisdom. What's one thing that we can all do? This is a lot of pressure. Simple, easy, and doable that will help us feel better. Tell us our one thing. Biggest thing I can recommend is the five-minute mindfulness literally just take five minutes a day to just breathe. Ideally, you take your shoes off and you put your feet on the actual ground. I know this sounds a little bit woo-woo, but there is a lot of scientific research behind grounding. Put your feet on the ground, take a deep breath, breathe in deep a couple times, and just try to bring your focus to the moment. Even if it's just five minutes, you'd be amazed with how much, how different you feel afterwards, Mm -hmm. how more relaxed you feel. And the more you can do that throughout the day, if you just take five minutes in the morning and five minutes evening, you really will start to feel the difference overall. And you'll probably get kind of addicted to doing it too. (laughs) So So listeners, instead of grabbing your phone and scrolling Instagram or Facebook for five minutes, take your shoes off, sit down, close your eyes, breathe, and you will be resetting yourself in a really positive way. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, thank you, Nika, for being here. I'm super excited to share this with our listeners. I'm going to have all of Nika's information, our show notes. So thank you for joining us. And everyone stay on that high wire until the next time.